Gamba Osaka vs. Arawa Red Diamonds 2022 J1 Season Round 19 Saturday July 2, 2022 Panasonic Stadium Kickoff, 1900 hours, JST There's a full slate of J1 games scheduled for this Saturday night in Japan and while this national derby, which pits 12th place Gamba against Arawa in 10th, might not immediately stand out as pick of the round, there's plenty of intrigue surrounding it nonetheless. The home side avoided suffering five defeats in a row for the first time in 24 years with an unexpectedly comfortable 2-0 victory over much-vaunted Sanfreki Hiroshima in their rescheduled bout on Wednesday. It was the Naratsuri's third win on home soil this year and it came courtesy of a golden four-minute spell in the first half when Mitsuki Saito's low shot off Keisuke Osako's upright was sandwiched by close-range efforts from Keisuke Kurakawa and surprise starter Isa Sakamoto, his first-ever J1 goal. Urawa should also be in good spirits after having six days off to prepare for this clash following their 1-0 victory at Vissel Kobe last Sunday. Substitute David Moberg Carlson was the hero as his 90th-minute free kick settled the match and made it three games unbeaten for the Saitama side. The last home win for either team in this fixture came way back in 2016 which certainly suggests a Reds triumph is the most likely outcome here, but with both Gamba and Arawa in among a train of teams from 9th to 17th covered by just six points, every result is vital so expect plenty of passion, determination and no shortage of quality on the pitch come game night. Tale of the Tape If there's one thing I've learned during my appearances on the J-Talk podcast and J-Talk Extra Time it's that whenever you see a fixture that looks certain to go one way, think very carefully before proudly declaring that Team A will comfortably see off Team B Gamba against Sanfrecchi on Wednesday night very much had the air of a relatively easy away win pre-match. However, it ended up fitting in well with several other games on the round 15 card that it was originally a part of, such as Kashiwa's 6-1 thrashing of 10-man Sapporo, the epic 4-4 draw between Kashima and Tosu, and of course 16 goals in 18 games shown and finding the back of the net four times in the space of 11 seconds half minutes away to defending champions Kawasaki, but I digress. One swallow doesn't make a summer as they say, but, there was a lot to like about Gamba's display on Wednesday. They had their backs against the wall, however, a much-changed lineup came out swinging and got their rewards. This was the Naratsuri's first XG victory since 8 May when they saw off Vissel Kobe at Panasonic Stadium. It was also only Hiroshima's second XG loss since Kantaku Michael Skib entered the country, and after racing into a 2-0 lead after 39 minutes, the remaining 51 minutes of the contest now make up almost 70% of the time Gamba have been ahead by at least two goals this season. The Aota Kuro outran their rather disappointing visitors by 8.7 kilometers and 23 sprints respectively on an extremely hot and sticky evening in Suita, so I guess the worry is, with Saturday's duel against Arawa being quickly followed by Shonen, away, July 6th, Kawasaki, away, July 9th, Kashima, Emperor's Cup away, July 13th, and the Osaka Derby at home to Cerezo, July 16th, how much will be left in the tanks of some of these players when they get to the end of that grueling schedule? Restricting Hiroshima to just 12 shots on goal helped with Gamba's currently dreadful season statistics, but they are still averaging 4 shots fewer per game than their opponents, that needs to change, it's a wrong that can't be corrected immediately, but Wednesday was certainly a start. Home ties at Panasonic Stadium have been generating an XG of 2.82 per game so far in 2022, while the Rawa away fixtures currently sit at 2.19, maybe Saturday brings with it another opportunity to get the defensive numbers trending in the right direction? Lastly, a couple of comments on players who impressed against Hiroshima. Keisuke Kurakawa marked his return to the side with a goal and a strong first-half display where he dominated Tomoya Fuji, someone I'd picked out as a dangerman in my match preview, he also stated post-match that a leg injury, not a potential move to Celtic, had kept him out of the previous two games. 
Volante Dahan, who seems to have caught the eye of a number of opposition supporters for his good play, was quietly efficient again, keeping things ticking over and completing 47 of 55 attempted passes, which compares with his more ropey display of 29 out of 35 away to Sapporo last weekend. Finally, and this time I do mean finally, but I need to keep my run of using the phrase guardian deity going so let's mention Masaaki Higashiguchi once more. The veteran had by far and away his quietest game between the sticks since his recent return. He only had to make one save and catch two crosses throughout the 90 minutes on Wednesday, which is night and day when set against the combined total of 11 saves, seven of which were from shots taken inside the box, he pulled off against Yokohama F. Marinos and Sapporo. In my preview for Gamba's trip to Arawa back in February I stated that I was looking forward to catching up with the Saitama Giants' progress when the teams met again in July. Honestly, what I'm about to describe certainly isn't quite what I expected to be writing, but it has been a fascinating ride nonetheless. To put it simply it's been a tale of attack versus defense for Arawa with a backline, shorn of a number of first-choice players for large parts, but superbly marshaled by centre-back Alexander Schultz and veteran keeper Shusaku Nishikawa performing to a high standard while the forwards, equally decimated by injuries, have misfired badly on numerous occasions. Throw in a few red cards, failure to get any breaks from VAR, plus some rank bad luck, see Yuya Fukuda's deflected winner at Saitama Stadium for evidence, and you get a kind of feel for the year Reds have had to date. Coming into 2022 on the back of a strong finish to the previous campaign much was expected of Ricardo Rodriguez's squad, however, things started badly with a 1-0 loss at newly promoted Kyoto and, in truth, didn't really improve until after the June international break. The men from Saitama currently boast the joint meanest defense in the league along with Fukuoka, giving up just 16 goals in 18 outings, and have a healthy plus 0.48 xG difference in the bag too, but in attack, despite creating decent enough chances, they've failed to convert them time and time again. This has been especially prevalent on the road where they've netted just three goals in nine games from an XG for a total of 12.33 and remarkably they're still waiting for their first strike from open play outside the confines of Saitama Stadium this year. One penalty, one direct free kick and one header from an indirect free kick. Things have only been a shade better when we look at their campaign as a whole. They've won just four times in J1 and a sizable chunk of the reason why is because they've failed to kill teams off when presented with the opportunity to do so. Goals have come but generally they've been in bursts, such as against Jubilo, 4-1, Marinos, 3-3, and Nagoya, 3-0. They've only found the back of opponents' nets from open play in five of their 18 fixtures so far and that is something that Kontaku Ricardo Rodriguez simply must amend if they're going to improve upon their current ranking of 10th. Things are beginning to tick in the right direction with seven points garnered from their three most recent league games with three clean sheets in the bag to boot, and as I'll discuss in the Urawa Red Diamond section below, it's likely to be an interesting transfer window for Reds as they seek to spruce themselves up for the J1 run-in and beyond. First match recap. Gamba extended their unbeaten run at Saitama Stadium to six J1 matches with a 1-0 triumph in Round 2 back in February. Substitute Yuya Fukuda's deflected effort minutes after Urawa's Ken Iwao had been shown a second yellow was enough to bring the points back to Suita. Reds had dominated possession, territory and the shot count in the opening half-hour but were later stifled by some tactical alterations from Naratsuri Kantaku Tomohiro Katanosaka and the game developed into something of an arm wrestle prior to Fukuda's late clincher, his second strike in four years away to Reds. Gamba Osaka Irresistible Isa, it defeated Insatiable Isa and Isa the Iceman for the title of this section, and yes, I could have fitted this into tail of the tape, but I thought it was more appropriate to give the 18-year-old from Kumamoto a bit more praise for netting his first ever J1 goal. 
After the lineups were announced on Wednesday there were murmurs among the Gamba support that Sakamoto's selection was Katano Saka's way of making sure the front office sign a striker or two in the summer transfer window. However, the youngster more than justified his inclusion. In his 75 minutes on the field he shot twice including his goal and completed 19 of 22 passes, of which one was a last pass. His touch and movement are good and I enjoyed his link-up play with Yamami, in particular, though naturally as a first-year pro out of the youth team, he needs to build up his physique a bit more and also become more ruthless in front of goal, hopefully that'll come over time. On Wednesday there were two or three occasions when he had a good chance to shoot, however, he instead opted to try and play in a teammate. Commendable as that is, he was operating as the sole striker so being more selfish is to be encouraged, but in fairness I am nitpicking a tad, well done Isa and here's to many more J1 goals. Transfer gossip, in terms of summer additions, probably the most realistic names I've heard doing the rounds are Oita duo Hokuto Shimoda and Yudo Misao from Katano Saka's former nest, another Japanese to English translation I enjoy, Oita. Central midfielder Shimoda spent 2018-2020 with Kawasaki so has a decent pedigree and would also boost the Naratsuri's set-piece delivery options a fair bit. Misao, like Shimoda, would be able to fit seamlessly into Katano Saka's system, though he did reportedly knock back Gamba in the winter, so if this story is true, why the change of heart now? J2 top scorer Koki Ogawa has also been mentioned in the same breath as Gamba recently, but with Belgian crack St. Truidance now credited with an interest, any sort of deal looks quite a way off. An even more left-field name I saw linked was Tosu's wingback. Shadow forward Yudo Iwasaki, however, being on loan from Sapporo to Sagan would surely complicate any hypothetical deal too much. Looking into the future, Kwanzaa Gakuin schemer Ken Masui, a former Nagoya Grampus U18 player, is tipped to be the latest in a long line of talents to make their way from that particular university to Gamba. If a deal is reached, he wouldn't be available until after graduation in 2024, so he's definitely a long-term project. Update Spanaki NX reported today, 30th of June, that Gamba will conclude deals for ex-Japan international forward Musashi Suzuki, 28, and former Gamba youth prodigy Ryotaro Meshino, 24, with the duo being available to play in the Osaka Derby on July 16, if selected. Both should be worthy additions to the squad and relieve some of the heavy burden from Yamami, Patrick and co. Look out for official press releases in the coming days. Team News This section is pleasingly short for once. However, as I outlined above, Gamba's schedule over the next two weeks is jam-packed and the weather in Japan is currently roasting, so expect plenty of rotation. The following players are doubts for this fixture and, or have an important status announcement regarding their availability. GK Junikaimori, two dislocated fingers in right hand, expected back in August at the earliest. MF Yuya Fukuda, underwent shoulder surgery in May, expected back in August at the earliest. MF Yuki Yamamoto, knee cartilage injury, don't expect him back anytime soon. FW Takashi Usami, ruptured Achilles tendon, likely out for the season. Predicted lineups and stats. Urawa Red Diamonds. It's been quite a whirlwind for Kantaku Ricardo Rodriguez since he took over the Reds' hot seat prior to the commencement of the 2021 J1 season and indeed out of Arawa's current first-team squad of 29 players, only 10 were on the books for the Spaniards' first game in charge at home to FC Tokyo last February. After proving himself during his maiden campaign in Japan's top flight he was able to freshen up the dressing room by moving on veterans such as Yuki Abe, Yosuke Kashiwagi, Tomoya Yugajin and Tomoaki Makino at various points in the past 18 months and in that time he certainly hasn't been shy about putting his own stamp on proceedings. 
In came five news faces in the summer of 2021 and with them came a strong finish to the league campaign as well as an Emperor's Cup triumph against Katana Saka's Oita Trinita. After that I'm not sure whether to give them the benefit of the doubt or to be quite critical over the decision to add 13 new faces over the winter, two from Europe, four from other J1 clubs, four from J2, two university rookies and one high school graduate. It seemed a little bit like overkill in my book and can probably be added together with the reasons I laid out in Tale of the Tape above to explain their sluggish start to the year. Their main attacking weapon Casper Junker can't seem to stay fit, it's unclear who the first choice front four are, and a lot of Reds' hopes for the remainder of 2022 seem to rest on the shoulders of impressive recent capture from Feyenoord, Brian Linson. The transfer window isn't open yet so he's ineligible to face Gamba but after bagging 13 goals and 8 assists in 34 Eredivisie games in 2021-2022, he certainly has the pedigree to put an end to Arawa's goal-scoring issues. Reds have been too easy to stifle by deep-lying defences too often this year, ending up going side-to-side with their neat passing culminating in little penetration and this was in evidence during their Emperor's Cup loss to Gunma last week after which there were protests from Ultras groups. However, David Moberg Carlson's late free kick away to Kobe on Sunday evening helped ease the pressure on Rodriguez just a touch, three points again here with Linson still waiting in the wings will be mana from heaven for the Spaniard. Team News The following players are doubts for this fixture and, or have an important status announcement regarding their availability. DF Tomoya Inukai, picked up a serious knee injury at the beginning of April, expected back in October at the earliest. MF Atsuki Ito, missed the 1-0 win over Vissel Kobe no reason given yet. MF Yoshio Koizumi, last played in the 0-0 draw away to Fukuoka on 28th of May. FW Casper Junker, limped off early in the win at Kobe, can't seem to catch a break injury-wise, must be considered a huge doubt for this game. FW Alex Schock, missed the 1-0 win over Vissel Kobe, no reason given yet. Predicted lineups and stats. Thanks for reading and enjoy the game whoever you are supporting.